Aloha, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Uplifting Podcast. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of talking to my close friend, another member of the Women Speak Mastermind, Kira Polson. We both recently spoke at the International Women Speak Festival, and I wanted to share with you all some of the incredible stories of these women. So I've decided to highlight my Women Speak Mastermind sisters in the next few episodes. So last week you heard from Lisa, and next week you will hear from another member of the Mastermind, my dear friend Rachel. So in today's episode with Kira, we talk about her experience of awakening after being sleep for almost 30 years. She shares her definition of awakening and what is made possible when we do. Kara keeps it real about the challenges she has faced along her journey of awakening and how those challenges can actually open up more greatness within us. This is such a powerful episode of really discovering your true potential and finding meaning in even our darkest moments. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Lee, and I'm a business mindset coach, public speaker, world record holder, power lifter, and self-love advocate. I believe that there is so much power in owning and sharing our story, which is why on this podcast, I interview other powerful women about the challenges that they have overcome to be where they are today. My goal for this podcast is to create a safe space for all women to share their real, raw, and mostly unedited stories that will leave you empowered to live more authentically, openly, and freely. If you're looking to up-level your happiness, success, and fulfillment, then you've come to the right place. Look at this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development and mindset work to help you shift into your most uplifted self. Thank you so much for pressing play today, and now let's find out what's uplifting you today. Welcome to the Uplifting Podcast. Today, I have Kira Polson, and Kira is an intuitive, energetic healer, speaker, author of The Hidden Gifts Within the Trauma of Sexual Abuse, the host of The Awakened Podcast, and the creator of The Awakened Program, where she teaches women to awaken the healer within. She is also the mother of five children and a close personal friend of mine who will be speaking with me on stage at the Women Speak Festival this May in Sedona. So I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. Welcome, Kira. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Randy, for having me. You're so welcome. So, you know, I like to just dive right in right away and kind of get into your story. So I would love to know, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey of how you got to where you are today as someone who is on a mission to help awaken humanity. All right, let's just jump right in. Let's do it. Let's do this. Um, You know, I have five children and I had them all pretty young. So I would say that was the first half of my life <laughs> was was bearing children. It's just such a beautiful piece of my of my life and my story. And after I had my fifth child, 
we had a lot of transitions going on. And I just, even though I had all these amazing children and I just, I had this beautiful life, I felt really stuck. And I remember it was actually my birthday dinner and my husband was sitting across the table from me and he just said, what are your dreams for this year? And I just broke down sobbing. And I was like, I have—I don't have any dreams left. Like, I don't even know what to dream. And I used to be a big dreamer. And so to feel like there were no dreams left, it really was painful for me to realize that I had gone to this space in my life where I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't remember who I was. I just felt really stuck. And so my husband said, okay, you have three days to come up with some dreams. And I couldn't even begin. I didn't even know where to begin. And so the thing that I know most is I just started to ask God, okay, like show me how to dream again. And that became a prayer for three months. Three months, I just asked God every day, show me how to dream. Show me why I'm here. Like, is there a Like, show me my own personal mission. Because I knew I was here to be a mother. Like, that was deep for me. But there was, like, something deep inside of me that was for me. Only for me. And I didn't know what it was. And funny that the answer to this prayer and this question actually was my own personal hell. And that, I would say, is where my journey began. And... What happened was as a child, I'd been sexually abused for quite a while from my babysitter, but you know, I didn't think it affected me. I was kind of just like, well, we'll just keep going on. I became like a really strong human from that and kind of, kind of a perfectionist to try and drown out the darkness. But when, when I found out that someone I loved had been sexually abused, (laughs) It broke all of my trauma pain open. And and crazy now to say that having my trauma pain was the answer to my prayers, but that's really what it was because it was my trauma pain and the memories of being sexually abused and the pain that I just never had dealt with blasted out of me that put me on this path, this path that I am just so grateful to be on and And so that's kind of the beginning. That's the beginning of this whole journey that I've been on. Wow, that's so beautiful. And, you know, I I really want to kind of help our, you know, my listeners kind of understand like what what does it mean to you to awaken? Right. Right. So for me, because because I refused to look at my pain for so long, I actually have said this in my book and numerous times, I ran from pain so fast and I did anything and everything I could do to not feel the pain. And and I, I liken it to the idea of those who are afraid to go to the dentist, like the fear of going oh, to the yeah. dentist is way worse than the actual experience, right? Totally. And so because I ran from this pain for so long, it actually prolonged the suffering for me. And it, and I like to call that also asleep. Like I was asleep. I was asleep to who I was. I was asleep to my purpose. And running was a type of sleeping for me. And when the pain hit, when I, when all these memories hit, the day that it hit for me, 
like I will, you know, never forget this moment because it was the moment where I believe my life changed. And it was the moment where I was on the phone with some hotline because I didn't even know who to call. And I'm telling them, you know, I'm like really struggling. I just found out someone I love was sexually abused and I had been sexually abused, but I'm not the problem. Like I need to get help for someone that I know. And I'm like sobbing on the phone. And the woman says to me in her kindest voice, I don't think that this is the problem. I think that you need to get some help for what you went through. And I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) What are you talking about? I am not the problem here. We need to help someone that I know. And when I got off the phone, it was like all the pain for 30 something years smashed me to the ground. And it was, it was like, I couldn't run. I couldn't hide. I couldn't numb it. It was like, it was all there. And in that moment is when I decided that I needed to end my life because I wouldn't live in a world where there was this much pain and live in a world where I felt like God wasn't protecting other people from this horrible thing, this, this abuse, it just runs rampant. And, and as I considered taking my life, there was this moment where I chose to live. And when I chose to live, I made literally like like a vow and a declaration. Like if I'm going to live, if I'm going to be here, then God, you better show me why you sent me to this earth, this earth filled with pain, this earth filled with trauma and suffering. Like show me why I'm here. And my life has never looked the same. And that was the moment where I woke up. I like woke up to my gifts. I woke up to who I am. I woke up to my massive purpose and It's been a wild ride ever since. Oh my goodness. That's so beautiful. I really hear this story of finding meaning from your pain. Yes. You know, and I, I I say this, like I've, I, I say this to my clients quite often. I don't believe that things happen for a reason, you know, like I don't believe that you were sexually abused for a reason. I think that that's a really horrible thing to think, but I do believe that we can find meaning from even Mm -hmm. those challenging, horrible, painful experiences in our lives. And I think the most beautiful part about it is we can choose the meaning. Yeah. And so I really see this beautiful story of the moment when you decided to be in control of choosing the meaning over what had happened in your life Mm. and how that really just transformed everything for you. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. That's beautiful. I've never seen it that way. Yeah. Mm. So I would love, you know, why, like if, if awakening brings, you know, so much possibility, why, why are so many of us asleep? Why are so many of us, you know, walking around not not really dealing with with our pain. Right. And I think it has to go back to just the natural belief systems that we're all just raised with, right? When we're little, if the stove mm, is hot and and you touch it, your mom's like, don't touch that again. You're like, got it. Pain is super bad, right? And and in a lot of families, when something emotionally 
you know, painfully happens, the way that it's handled is not usually like, hey, why don't we sit in this pain together? You know, it's like, hey, why don't we go out to a movie? Let's get some ice cream. These are all really fine and wonderful beliefs and they serve a purpose. And I actually even believe that the addictions that most of us have to cover up our pain serve an absolute purpose. And I have so much gratitude for the numbing agents I used in my life because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to wake up and Mm. I needed something to help me cover that pain. And whether that, you know, addiction was too much sugar or overuse of my TV or, you know, denial, like those are all addictions that had a deep purpose. And I think that that's why most of us stay asleep is because we get these, we get these coping mechanisms that just kind of work. Right. Until something makes you go, guess what? These coping mechanisms no longer work. There's no reason to wake up. There has to be something that's calling you forward to make you go, all right, I'll face the pain. I'll wake up. And you know, what's on the other side of that is pure life. Before that, it's just like, it just feels like you're on auto drive, you know? You're just like driving along, you know where you're going, your body's just taking you places. But when you wake up, it's like, boom, you now become the pilot. You choose where you walk. You choose your path. You choose where you're going. And life becomes lived. Wow. That's so amazing. So you said something, you said there has to be something calling you forward. Yeah. And I I feel like I see that in the work that I do with my clients when I was a self-love coach. It was like they could love themselves and love their bodies and accept their bodies, but if they didn't have a greater purpose, if if it wasn't connected to something greater than just themselves... It, it was so hard to really make it a lasting change. You know, mm-hmm. they would always continue to slip back into those old patterns of, you know, negative self-talk and self-doubt and all of those things until they were able to really find that purpose, something that was calling them forward, right? So how do you think we find that? Well, I think... I think it just all goes back to asking. And whether it is that you ask God or you ask the universe or whoever it is that you ask that you believe has this beautiful, you know, presence in your life, I just am such a believer in asking. I know this actually this came to me this morning in my meditation. Uh I don't know if I'll say it right because I wrote it down, but it was some something along the lines of like surrender doubt, unfold your arms step forward and receive. And it's like, oh, why do we think we're going to get anything if we like have our arms all folded and we're all pulled in and we're not asking anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. So just down to asking, just ask and start that process of opening up to receiving and then you'll receive. That's so beautiful. I absolutely agree. I think that too often we just expect it to like come to us without, yeah, like putting forth that intention without really asking, without even opening up our hearts and our minds to the possibility of receiving. And I think a really important thing to 
tie into that is not being attached to receiving a particular outcome. Mm. You know, because I think that if we already kind of go into it, having our minds made up, that might be difficult. We may not receive, we may be receiving, but we may, we may not really be awakened, right? To receiving the, <laughs> those answers because we're waiting on a particular outcome. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it's a, it's a self-check I have to do all the time, all the time. I have to go back and be like, but I was so guided to do this. Why am I not getting the results that I was looking for? Well, <laughs> I was the one who put forth that I was going to get those results. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the path yet. The path is to follow whatever it is I receive and trust that it's taking me to a destination. I don't even know what it is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because I think the destination is always greater than we can even possibly imagine. And if we just like, if we just stay stuck with our, the image that we have in our mind, you know, that vision for our lives, we're really selling ourselves short because I mean, I never envisioned my life being what it is today. And I think if I held myself back on trying to stay on the path that I thought my life was supposed to go down, yeah. I would never be here. And I can't even imagine that. It's so it's so true. I was thinking about it just the other day, actually. A year ago, I was sitting, you know, with my manuscript completely unedited. I had no idea how I was going to self-publish a book, find an editor, find artists. And I really was certain like that was just my end all. Like I'm just supposed to write a book and then I'm done. And and I'd been so directed on this book. Like I had been, uh, this is one of my favorite stories because it's just still amazing to me. But I had been driving down the road and I'd known for two weeks I was supposed to write a book. And I didn't even go to college. So when I got that inspiration, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, how am I going to write a book? But the call had come. So I just was, you know, asking like, well, what is that book supposed to be? And I'm driving down the road and out of nowhere, in my mind's eye, I see the cover of a book top to bottom with the words, the hidden gifts within the trauma of sexual abuse and this picture underneath it. And I just started sobbing and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the book. This is not the book I wanted to write. But Oh my I God, wow. <laughs> so here's, here's this like, I think that writing my book is the end all. And I'm like, oh, when the book is finished, I will have reached the pinnacle or whatever, right? And here, you know, a year later here, my book's been published for six months. I've got this podcast out. I'm teaching women how to do the healing work that I do. And I think, oh my gosh, that all just started with the inspiration to write a book. And boom, whole different life. Wow. And that's why I say we never know what that destination is. And I still have no idea where I'm going, but I know if I just follow all the inspiration, like I'll just be led to where it is I need to be. Mm. Yes, I uh I agree a hundred percent. I can resonate with that so much because I just my life is infinitely different year to year, and I think that's because I have embraced this this journey of not really knowing where I'm going. <laughs> and I think we have to embrace that unknown. Uh so Let's, you know, kind of back on, I mean, we're kind of talking about it now, what's possible when we awaken, because I mean, I think one of those possibilities is really 
I mean, it's just infinite, right? But yeah. what what else what else do you see as possible when we really choose to embrace our pain, find meaning, and awaken? What is made possible in our lives? I just believe that everything becomes deeper. And that doesn't mean things become easier. <laughs> so I think that's Oh my real- God, that's really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I think that's the, that's the hang up I've had to move through. It's like, oh, I just, you know, I have all these beautiful inspirations. I'm so guided. Life should be easy or something. Like who taught me this belief system? Because it's not that way. I mean, I still go through some serious hell. Like I just came out of six weeks of like the deepest freaking turmoil ever And it was because there was an area of my life, a relationship I refused to wake up in. I didn't want to wake up in it. I wanted to just like, I wanted to just be easy. But you know what? The pain broke it open. And because I am a yes to awaken, I'm a yes to do the work. We were able to really work through some insanely beautiful, broken pieces. And now it is like, in a healthier state that it's ever been. And that's the possibility of awakening. Awakening allows you to live deeper, connected, enriched, loved, fulfilled, all these things that are just so grounding and rooted in what we want to feel. That's what awakening brings. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when all of these things are made possible, do you do you think that like you said it's not it's not easy. So do you think that it's do we go back to sleep? Are we always awake like once we awaken, are we just awaken for good? Like how does that process work? I feel like it's just a continual ebb and flow. There are times where I choose like I just want to numb out. I just want to be asleep. And then I might for like five days, just totally Mm -hmm. detach and numb out. And then after those five days, I get really sad. I miss inspiration. I miss creation. I miss the action and the doing and the growing. And then I have to go back and go, okay, I'm ready to receive again. And then it takes a while. It's kind of like, (laughs) it's kind of like, not that I live in a snowy place because we have, you know, I live in Arizona, but up in our cabin, when it's been icy outside and you turn the hose on, it takes a while for the water to come back through. It's like the same principle as when I shut off inspiration, it doesn't just come right back. And so there's a cost to when I choose to go back to sleep. It's like, I have to kind of get back on the bike, start pedaling try and find my momentum again. And, and so that's kind of why I don't ever want to jump off the bike. It's like, let's just keep going. Even if it's hard, even if it hurts, even if there's pain, it's better to be in the flow of inspiration and creation than to not. Yeah, absolutely. Cause those things can't really exist at the same time, right? Like (laughs) being in that state of creation and then, you know, trying to numb out and ignore our pain. Yeah. Yeah. They can't coexist very well. Um, yeah. I have a really, I just have some pretty amazing parents. And one of the things that they teach is, Oh, let me see if I can say it right. Depression is 
the is when there's no inspiration. So when there's no inspiration, you're left with depression. And for me, that's just so present. When I'm not inspired, I'm so depressed. I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? Why am I here? I go through this whole charades of, you know, doubt and worry and all of those things. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know you said earlier, like being open to really receiving, but is there any other way that we can start to awaken again when we start to numb out and we start to want to go back to sleep? Like how can we, is it possible to really stay on that path and not, and not go back to those numbing out behaviors? Like how do we, how do we kind of monitor that in this process? Right. So I would say I have a few things. One is every day I do a shielding practice and I'll give you a link to it so that you can give it to your listeners. It's just a really simple energetic thing that I do every day. I clean out my energy. I place a shield of light around me and I seal it up. And really that is like my number one. If I don't do that, my energy is off for the whole day. So I do that. And then I'm just such a believer of writing. Oh my gosh. Writing is it's my saving grace. And, um, I think a lot of people get really stuck when I talk to my, my clients and my students about doing, I like to call it like receiving writing where you don't go in with any idea of what you're going to say. You just put your hand, you know, to the paper and you just start writing. That's when you begin to receive. And at first it's, it's a little messy and it's just like, you know, because you're kind of just like, well, today just kind of sucked and this is why and blah, blah, blah. Or today was really great and this is why. And you kind of just, you're just getting it flowing. But then once you get to the second and third page, that's where you start to receive. And I believe that if you can spend 10 minutes writing every day, you're going to get into a space of receiving and action and it's going to keep you in the awakened mode. When I stop writing, everything gets shut down for me. I stop receiving. I stop having inspiration. So writing, so I love doing the shielding. I love doing the writing. And I'm a huge fan of meditation. And I don't think meditation has to look or be any certain way. It just has to be where you get to be with yourself and be really present in that silence. So those are three things that I think can help people. That's beautiful. Yeah. I know. I think a lot of people have resistance to meditation because they think it needs to look a certain way. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, So do you have any like tips on that or, you know, is there, did you start with like guided meditation? I know I, that's what I started with and that kind of helped me kind of make that transition. So do you have any suggestions on that? Well, you're going to laugh because I kind of do things backwards sometimes. <laughs> okay, and, okay. And it totally goes with what, you know, you being the self-love coach. But I actually started out and I made my own meditation where I put my hands on my heart and I set the timer on my phone for five minutes because I knew if I didn't set a space where there was parameters, my brain wouldn't be able to stop thinking, oh my gosh, how long has this been, <laughs> right? So I set the timer and I put my hand on my heart and for five minutes, I told myself how much I loved myself. I was like, I love myself. I love love myself. I love 
all my broken pieces. I love all of my whole pieces. I love, you know, everything about me. And that was when I started to really shift into major action into my life. And it was from that source of self-love that I was doing in those meditations. Um, but now I actually listen to guided. So it's so funny how, it, you know, I started out creating my own, but now I love to just have someone take me along. It feels so much easier, but I love them both. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that so much. I think that's, you know, cause I always, uh, recommend like daily affirmations and mantras. And I think that's a way to kind of bring the two together, you know, in a really powerful way. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good space to start for sure. I love that. So what have been some of your personal struggles in this awakening process? Because like you said, it's not that awakening is easy. So I'm sure that you have faced some struggles along the way in this process of stepping into your purpose. Who? I don't know if I was ready to talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, girl, you know, I asked the tough questions. <laughs> like, whoa, whatever, you're comfortable, whatever you're comfortable with sharing. But, um, you know, I think it's oh. definitely... I love, I love, you know, I think what's really powerful is I think that people see people on social media and think that like, oh, this influencer and this celebrity have reached a destination and their life must be so put together and so great. But the reality is that like, we never stop facing challenges and struggles in our lives, no matter where we are on our journey. So I, that's why I just love tying this piece in because I want people to know that it's a part of the process. It's a part of stepping into your highest self. And along the way, you will always have that process of, you know, peeling off the layers and, with that comes struggling and challenges. So yeah, I would love for you to share whatever you're willing to share about the struggles you faced. Yeah. So I guess to sum it up a little bit, every aspect of my life has broken in the last few years. Um, Every important relationship has deeply broken to the point of Maybe I wasn't able to talk to that person for a year or, you know, my marriage struggled, my, my experience of being a mother, like a really kind and connected and loving mother, my, um, this, uh, I was raised in a very orthodox religion my whole life and man, to have to have that peace break for me was really painful. It still is really painful because who, when you grow up in a religion, um, it's your community, it's your world, it's your life. And when you start to feel yourself question it, when you start to feel that peace break, that's like one of the main pillars underneath you crumble. Right. And so every time an area of my life is broken I feel as if the ground is completely crumbled and I'm falling and I'm like, where is the next ground going to be? And then when it lands, 
I'm always so grateful. Like, wow, I'm so grateful that broke. That was beautiful. And I'm so glad that's the last time my ground is going to break. <laughs> and then the next area breaks and boom, I'm like, are you kidding me? There's another floor underneath me that's breaking. But here's what's so beautiful is that every one of those relationships, my my closest, deepest relationships, my marriage, my relationship to my children, my relationship to God, every single one of them has been cleaned out, restored, healed, made better from the breaking. And so my most recent space that broke the relationship that is in the healing and repairing and restoring phase, I realized, oh my gosh, like I'm always saying there's no mountaintop to get to. And also, there's no end of the floors beneath me that can break. Mm. And that was really powerful for me to realize that it's both ways. There's not going to be a day where I go, hallelujah, the last floor broke. <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. This is the life I've chosen to live. And every time something breaks, it is better afterwards. Every single time. And so... As much as I'd love to say, whew, I have walked it, I am now, you know, whatever. I don't even know what we what we as humans think. Now I am free I've arrived. <laughs> of this world. Like, that's just bullcrap. Like, we're never going to get there. And, and I think the sooner we face, like, every time something breaks, every time the floor underneath me cracks... This is always for my good. And if I see that, then things can actually be healed. But it's when we stay in the suffering of the floor breaking, like, ah, oh, why is another area crapping out on me again? Why is another area breaking? And why am I not on the easy road? That's when we stay in suffering. And that's when healing cannot happen. The healing can only happen when we go, this is for my good. This hell right now, it's actually here for me and it's going to refine me and it's going to restore me. And and so as much as, yes, I've walked some serious, crazy paths and I've dealt with high levels of pain, I am sure that those days are not over and that's okay, right? It's It's going to be okay because each time is it makes things better. Mm. I love that so much because I think that that fear of what might happen, right? When we make these changes in our lives, I know I've definitely lost relationships in the process. I've definitely, um, yeah, it hasn't been easy, but like you said, everything has been made better, you know, clearing out some of those relationships was necessary for me to make space for the women I have now in my life, you know? And so I, I think that understanding that it's part of the process, but also that on the other side of that is a better reality, you know, I think, well, I think it allows you to have some peace in the process of going through you know, the craziness, which is awakening to our gifts and our, and our purpose. Yeah, so much. And I really believe that 
that going through the breaking parts is how our gifts show up. If I hadn't broken those few years ago on that day in my office, if I hadn't broken, so many of my gifts would have just stayed hidden. They would have just been stuck because there was no way or space for them to come out. And so every time we break, I believe we get access to more gifts. And then we get access to more light and more more of our purpose and more of our mission. And that means that we're more connected. We're connected to the divine. We're connected to ourselves. And we're connected to humanity. And that's a powerful oh, place to so be. that's so beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I know that that has been my story. Like, you know, my darkest moments were the moments that I grew the most. That I, you know, stepped forward into my purpose in the, in the most powerful way. So I think that's just so beautiful. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Yes. I'm thank you so much for having me. This has been Mm. fun as always. You know, I just adore this. Oh, well, I, I adore you. So um, before my last question, I'm just wondering if there's anything you wish I would have asked you Hmm. that we didn't talk about or, or a final message you would like to leave with with my listeners? I think my main message as of recently is this message of that everybody's a healer and everybody's, everybody's extraordinary and they just need it to be awakened. And I think we just, I don't know, especially nowadays with social media and, and we just know so many more people than just our neighborhood street, right? Like we like know the world now is that it's so easy to say, well, I'm not that special and I can't do these things and I can't talk to God and I can't do this. And I, and it's like my deepest message is I believe that everybody's a healer, that everybody's extraordinary, that everybody has gifts. They've just been asleep to them and they just need to wake up. And when they wake up, they'll step into a deeper, more enriching life that, that they came here to live. So that's it. Oh, thank you so much. So my final question that I ask um, all my guests, Mm -hmm. you know, I really believe that in order to make lasting change in our life, we have to start taking action on, you know, the things that we, that we talk about. So what are three action steps that people can take today to live more uplifted lives? Mm, I like that question. Well, I think it's really what we said earlier. I'm a big believer of connecting to the divine. Whatever the divine is for you, that is like number one. If you can connect and plug into the source of light, life is going to feel differently for you. And number two, write. Write and write and write. Find your peace in writing and see how it serves you. And number three, It's kind of a backward question for the question you're asking, but take action on every piece of inspiration you receive, everything, even if it is bonkers, even if it's that you have five kids, you're driving down the road and you see the front of a cover of a book and you never went to college and you write the book like crazy, crazy inspiration. Do it, do it. And you will never regret it. You will always look back and you will have so much joy from following your inspiration. So connect, write, and take action on all inspiration. 
Mm, I love that because it, it really goes together, you know, because when yeah. we connect, you know, we'll have that inspiration when we write and then we can take action in manifesting it and putting it out into the world. So that's just so beautiful. Thank you so much, Kira. So where can everyone connect with you, find you, follow you, all the things? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I would love to give, so I love to give two things. One, I have that meditation that I'll send to you. And also I give away the first chapter of my book for free. So even if you've never been through the trauma of sexual abuse, trauma is trauma and everybody has some sort of trauma. And I think that you will, you'll gain a lot from even reading the first chapter of my book. So I'll give those to you so that you can give those out to your people. Um, Yeah. Or I'm sure people would know somebody who's been through it or, you know, could benefit from it as well. So, um, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Well, and they can also follow me on Instagram. It's just my name, Kira Polson. And I have recently launched a podcast six weeks ago, six weeks ago called um, the Awaken Podcast. So that's up on iTunes. They can check that out. They can always go to my website, kirapolson.com. All super easy. Awesome. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes to your book, to um, the meditation, uh, your all your social media, everything. So people can follow you and learn from you and just be inspired by the incredible person that you are. So thank you so much, Kira, for sharing your light and your love with us today. Thank you, Randy. I'm so, I'm just so happy to be here and I'm excited for us to go speak together. We're going to have a good time in Sedona. That's for sure. Oh my God. I can't wait to see you in person again. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your day with me. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss one. If this episode really resonated with you, it would mean so much to me if you screenshot and share it with your friends and family or share it on your Instagram story. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes, which helps me spread the message and get the podcast heard by more people. For more self-love and powerlifting inspiration, come follow me on Instagram or join my private Facebook group, Self Love School. The links are in the show notes. And until next time, stay uplifted.